Hey, HBs. You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends read romance novels, break them down in detail, and are generally super spoilerific, all while cackling. Let's start off with a Patreon shout out, shall we? Shantae G, you are an acolyte of Iris, Greek goddess of the rainbow and messenger for the gods. Just like Iris, your specialty is helping people get their messages out to the world, helping them curate their ideas to have the most impact. But lady, you do it with passion and pizzazz. You bring the full spectrum of verve to everything you do because you can't help but be the personification of a rainbow. For many coastal dwelling Greeks, the rainbows would appear to arc from the ocean up into the clouds, so they believed that Iris replenished the clouds with water. Just like her, you rejuvenate everyone you come in contact with because of your positivity and love. And I'm so excited because today's episode is sponsored by author and HB Sadira Stone. Her contemporary erotic romance, Through the Red Door, is available now. Here's the description. Clara Martinelli clings to Book Nirvana, the Oregon bookshop she and her late husband Jared built together. When rising rents and corporate competition threaten its survival, her best hope is the extensive erotica collection locked behind a red door. In Dreams and Signs, her dead husband tells her it's time to open the door and move on. When a dark and handsome stranger's powerful magnetism jolts her back to life, and he wants to look at the treasures of that secret room, she can't help but want to show him more. Professor Nick Papadopoulos is looking for historical erotica. Book Nirvana's collection surpasses his wildest dreams, and so does its lovely owner. A widower, he understands Clara's battle with guilt, but their searing chemistry is too strong to resist. Besides, he'll only be in town for two weeks, not long enough for her to see beyond the scandal that haunts his past. One reviewer said that Through the Red Door is a beautiful love story filled with wonderful characters. Another said the erotic scenes were off the charts and still one more lauded how funny it is. So don't delay because book two is in the works. I'll post links in the episode notes so that you can get it immediately. And now we've got part two of Eyes of Silver, Eyes of Gold by Ellen O'Connell. I can't wait. Hi, Erin. You know what I love? Before we started doing our count off, you were like, get serious, get serious, get serious. As if every one of these episodes doesn't start with you just like shrieking in laughter. You're like, serious face, serious face. Gotta like. Professional 2019. Professional. <laughs> what are you trying to what are you trying to do? I'm that trying not to morph the tone of this into show. a different human. What podcast are you cheating on me with? <laughs> Got to do our political Middle East yeah. uh, politics podcast That's right the now. One. Get serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. How the uh, hell are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm really excited to talk to you. I'm sick, actually. Oh, I'm actually not not well, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. 
yeah. it just gives me a lot more time to record this podcast with you today. Absolutely. Our podcast, yeah, Dr. Yeah, Quinn yeah. times every plot point in this book. There are so many. We're going to talk about every fucking horse they had. They had seven horses and all of them. There is <laughs> there is Red, also called Firebrand. No, there we're not doing keeper. that. There is Keeper. There is, yeah. Schmerger. <laughs> what? <laughs> What, there's one that's called like Stanley or Stevie. What's that one? Willie. Willie. There we yes, go. Sweet Stevie. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every every horse has like a name and then like a slightly alternative name. Which yeah, is because not he right. refuses to call the horse whatever ridiculous name she comes up with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had banter. Oh yeah. Do you want to know what's happening to me lately? What? Here it is, guys. It's, it's gonna the be dark weird. side. The dark it's side. weird, isn't it? I can tell by your face. It's going to be like real weird. Well, now when I shower, my hair comes out by the fistful. <gasps> oh, welcome to the club, Melody. Tell me all about it. Wait, what does that mean? It's the it's a post-pregnancy thing. My hair's been falling thing. out by the fistful. Did you have not you know been, this? I didn't know that. Have you been pregnant recently? No. no. Do you have a secret baby? Hold on. Do we have a secret baby trope happening on the podcast now? Because I, for one, will be pissed. You made the joke that you would go into the woods and nobody would know about it, but bitch. No, no, no. You would have noticed. No, my therapist says it's my alarming levels of chronic stress. Mm. Why are you losing hair? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. That job of yours. Yes, yes. Alarming levels of chronic stress. <laughs> you know, I had high blood pressure and high cholesterol. Did I tell you this? Oh no! And they what? were. This has been a while ago. And I was like, Oh my gosh, high blood pressure. A woman my age. I'm not. You know, that overweight. I'm not. You know, like these things that are usually indicators of high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Yeah. And like, you need to cut down on your red meat and dairy and stuff. And I was like. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And so, like, I did, like, three months. This has been, like, a year ago. I did three months of no red meat, no dairy, no sugar, no, like, it was just vegetables and grains for this girl. And I came back in, and they're like, your levels are the same. Are you continuing to eat terrible foods? And I was like, no, I haven't had nachos in so long. Right? No, goddammit. I wish I was. And then they were like, do you have, like, a stressful job? And I was like, oh, fuck you guys. I've done three fucking months with no food. And you could have asked me that three months ago. Stressful job. Now I'm more stressed, jerks. Oh, man. Anyway, so yeah. Yeah, my hair is falling out all the time. My hairdresser is very upset about oh, it. no. And you cannot. Like, Whatever you need to do, stop doing it. And I'm like, I need conditioning. That's not going to help. <laughs> I've not been rubbing crystals on it. I talk to it every day. <laughs> I've been reading it bedtime stories. Oh, boy. No. Anyway, so you were uh, pregnant? I I was, yeah. I don't know when I'm going to stop talking about it. Probably never. Never. Well, because it keeps coming up. Because as my hormone levels recalibrate themselves, mm-hmm. my hair has started falling out in the fistfuls. And it's like a fairly common thing that happens. It happened with my last pregnancy. Mm. I think I'm going to do a big chopperoo so that it's <gasps> less... Normality. I know, I know. I think I'm going to do a big chop because two reasons. Three reasons, actually. Here we go. Number one. All right. Less weight so that hopefully the hair will fall out not as fast. That's or not a not science. You know That's what? not a science. You're not doing science right. <laughs> I never claimed to be a scientist. Nope. Number two. <laughs> Mermaid hair has started 
to feel a little bit more like Little House on the Prairie hair. Love it. Love and- it. Live it. Live that life. <laughs> and love number it. three, I'm starting. Actually, I'm not starting. It's been a while that I have been getting actual headaches from putting my hair up even in a low ponytail. Oh my god. Because it's so don't heavy. Don't even. Don't. Don't. <laughs> you dare. Don't talk to the woman who has to wear the tightest bun every fucking day. Don't. No. Disregard the third one because you're just a sissy. The first the first one also not I science. Can't run. The second one, Little House on the Prairie Hair is like the dream. Like Except not no, it's not. Yes. Because it, it just feels frumpy these days. I think Mm-mm. I just need a change. I think I just need a I need to not feel like stay at home mom with a greasy hair I can't even put up because it'll give me a headache. And more like a, a chic, lob, trendy lady who talks to people and is an adult and dances sometimes. That's what I would like to be like. <laughs> Melody is still gonna be greasy. <laughs> I must you change your whole you? lifestyle. How dare you? Sorry. <laughs> you know Don't what? write us emails about this because <laughs> by the time you hear this, she will have made this decision and there's no way to stop her. We've we've tried to hold her back physically from getting bangs so many times, guys. The people who love Melody have tried so many times to stop her from bad haircuts and there's Listen, nothing we can do. Oi, I don't get bad haircuts. I am gorgeous, goddammit. No, the bangs, bangs, bangs. Yeah, the bangs, bangs are never bangs. a good idea. And I, yeah. I thought about it the other day and then I remembered everybody. <laughs> I, I almost I have the I had the group text queued up because uh-huh. I have like three or four late five ladies who I'm always mm-hmm. like bangs question mark and they're all yeah. like we cannot listen to you complain about the bangs. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm on this text. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the plight of every basic woman in America is just every six months being like I'm unhappy. <laughs> bangs? <laughs> no. No, bitch, never. No, because you're just going to add irritation to unhappiness. Yeah. It's just not yeah. good. Are you Zoe Deschanel? Then no. <laughs> That's always the answer. It's true. Let me tell you what I'm doing in my life. What's up? Do you see what I have right here? <gasps> oh, guys. It's she... the Chris Pine candle. No. Ah! Do you know how I know it it's the, the Chris, Chris Pine candle? Evans candle. Guys, it is Yankee Candle Mountain Lodge, and it is the official cult Chris <laughs> Evans candle, and you cannot reappropriate it, you pine nut. I don't even know when it became the Chris Evans candle. Can it doesn't matter. Trace it the is. origin. All right. Somebody I think posted it might have been meme. crystal. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody posted the meme about the Mountain Lodge Yankee candle. That's mm-hmm. Google it up. It's it's an old meme, but it's a good meme. And then all <laughs> the HBs bought the Mountain Lodge candle, and then they all posted <laughs> testimonial started- videos yes! about smelling it on the geriatric friendship cult. They are just goddamn magical. I expect a video from you, madam. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. But... All of these videos are hysterical, and they're all like talking about how they can smell Chris Evans. And I don't know when it became a Chris Evans candle. I don't know who. That's just natural. Number one, Chris named it. It's got a fucking pine tree on the front, Melody. <laughs> and have you seen Chris Evans breaking up? He chopping wood with his bare fucking hands, and then his pecs do yeah. a dance. Uh-huh. Oh, that's when it became the Chris Evans candle. <laughs> I might have just lifted my boobs with yeah, my hands did. to she make did. my pecs dance because that's it the only way they'll though. dance. <laughs> it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Have we bantered enough for these people? Do you I think? think so? I think Jesus so. Christ, but- you mean banter. <laughs> As Gosh. if it's some kind of hardship. You should see the look I on her never, face. We have said wildly offensive things on this podcast. We that have? I've listened back and I've said, oof, that is straight wrong. Oh, oh it yeah. wasn't President Obama that touched the orb. It was President Trump that touched the orb. Of course it was. Yes. Oh my God, you're of right. it was. <laughs> Listen, he just doesn't exist to me. I just oh, always he... Photoshop in Obama in my brain. I don't. Well, my but, you thought know. was it was a dumb thing to get mad over. It was something another leader requested the president do, and he did it, you know, out of deference oh. to, like, whatever leader, Saudi Arabia, I think. So my thought was it was a dumb thing to get mad over, and it's something the president did because it was, you know, to not offend another leader. In my mind, that's President Obama, <laughs> not President Trump. Like, mm. When we got mad yeah. over a dumb thing, that makes me think of President Obama. So yeah, anyway. it wasn't because anyway, um, the president had actual uh, respectful feelings over the Saudi Arabian leader uh, we, and stuff. I, BFF. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Anyways, so what I'm trying to say here is I've said things that are like blatantly wrong and mm. offensive on this podcast before that sure. I've listened back and be like, ooh, Aaron, you're you're mm-hmm. not doing well at the talking. And never did you hear the uproar? Never. <laughs> I have never in my life gotten a backlash, personally, professionally, or podcastily <laughs> that I got when I came out hard against banter. <laughs> they were so mad. In fact, Cat C it was Cat yeah. C. Yes, Cat C smelled a candle and was like it smells like banter (laughs) god damn it cat c a i watched that video seven thousand times i mean at the minimum yeah and then jackie did the same thing she was just like hey by the way don't fuck with my banter it was great oh yeah that was like the end of her video was (laughs) like bring banter back you assholes they got vulgar (laughs) i was oh man yeah, l- lots of posts, lots of tweets, lots of emails. Mm-hmm. Banter, 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 banter. Yeah, we need Here the it banter, is. they said. 11 minutes and 20 seconds is stop banter. It. Stop time stamping. It's hard no, to I edit. Love it. No, I love it. It fucks you up so bad. It does. <laughs> when I'm editing, I'm like, no, I'm only 35 minutes in, not 38 <laughs> minutes in, because I cut three minutes. And do you're you like, really think? Do you really think they're looking at the time and they're like, oh, I do. those bitches are wrong? <laughs> Yeah, you're right. They're all raving claws. Yeah, they are. Okay. <sighs> all right, Aaron. All right. So do you want to hear my strategy for this week? Yes, it's 11 minutes and 51 seconds in, and I, I would love to hear that strategy. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast over. No. <laughs> We're um, done. Melody just quit, you guys. She ripped <laughs> off her headphones. She walked out of the room. Okay. It's just me now. <laughs> Aaron, recap in the book. So... <laughs> There was a horse. Um. <laughs> there was some sex. The brothers was mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. Frank yep. and Alphaba were mean yep. to cord. Ephraim. Is that right? <laughs> no, it's Ephraim. Yeah. Anyway, yep. all right. Here we go. My strategy for this week was mm-hmm. don't reread the book because that's usually what I do. My strategy was to reherbs the book. Because we have a metric fuck ton of book to get through, and it's better that I forget some details. Yes. So (laughs) that's that's what we're doing. (laughs) I honestly am sitting here. I read this two weeks ago, and I never read it again. And I feel like 
I'm about to hear a story that I've never heard oh, before. Oh, no. Well, I'm getting out my notes, so. I'll remember it. I'll go. remember it as you go. <laughs> Where do right. we leave off? We left off at Christmas. They were having a beautiful. Oh, I loved the Christmas. It was so romantic. Yeah. It was so romantic. Okay. So they're starting to like get to know each other now. It is winter on the farm. Oof. So when they are not doing chores, like when they're not doing necessary chores, they are inside working or chatting, but they're always together. No TV. No oh Netflix. My God. No yeah. podcast. Where are Nothing their iPads? But stare at each other. Uh-huh. Gold eyes to silver eyes. Yeah. Deep into each other's eyes. Oh, yeah. That's what the title's about. He's got gold eyes. She's got silver eyes. Yep. Yeah, it took, took me, me most of the book. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it took me like, until like three quarters of the way through. eyeballs looking at each other. Those <laughs> are the eyeballs in the title. Good job, yep. Aaron. <laughs> Good job, Melody. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as they begin talking more, they start to hear about each other's pasts. Anne tells him her story. It's all about going to Chicago because her dad got angry and sent her away. She was engaged to this banker dude. Not super important. But what is the most important thing about that story is that she actually broke it off because at one point she corrected one of his friends mm-hmm. and he was like, you will never do that again. Even if my friends are wrong, you will sit and be a ladylike lady who sits yeah. quietly. Yeah. And then he wouldn't allow her to go to college. Anymore. Also that, that yeah. dick. Because he thought she was getting too smart or whatever. Yeah. She was having too, too many thoughts of her own. Yeah. And yeah. then also what's important about that story mm. is she was engaged for however many Four years. years and didn't have sex with him. Nary a smooch, even. They had the virgin conversation, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, because they had that terrible sex. Ugh. Yeah, because he's pissed that she didn't tell him that she was a virgin. And she's like, of course I'm a virgin. I've never been married before. And he's like, you're engaged to that guy for like five years. Like, what the hell were you doing up there? And she's yeah. like, being a lady engaged what else would i be doing engaged yeah. and he's like yeah well, probably not a good one then you know <laughs> yeah he's like that cold-blooded dude yeah so she broke it off everybody was super pissed everybody yes. tried to get her to get back with him and she was like no yeah because he was a rich man respectable mm-hmm. type dad was very happy with that match yeah and so instead her dad came back down scooped her up and took her back to colorado where he could abuse her in his house thank you yeah like he probably literally scooped her up it was probably a literal scoop maybe yeah although he Not seems a bit the too- skirt but like Easy. the physical carrying <laughs> of a person. Not the Scandinavian skirt, everyone, yeah. that puts down on your butt. Not a scoop, <laughs> but a scoop. We just lost our two Swedish wit- we listeners. We did. We did. Yeah. We love you. Come back. <laughs> um, okay. So then Cord tells his story. It is a bit more fraught. So the reason that everybody thinks that he punches until people can't punch anymore uh, is... <laughs> Is a because it's punch sort of true. Robot. Yeah, punch, 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 punch. punch, punch. punch. Cannot stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's because when he and his little sister were younger, they went to this town dance, and she like went around the. She went to go around the building or something. Yes, because he said that if she walked across the middle of the dance floor, there was going to be a riot because right. she, um, you know, she's Hapa. Shouldn't have been there. Right. In the first right. place. And so he didn't want to. So she was going to walk around the building outside mm-hmm. to cross the room, which is already insane. It is, isn't anyway, it? Yeah. Poor things. 
So he's like, huh, my little sister has been gone for too long. So he goes out to investigate and finds her poor thing in the bushes underneath a juvenile rapist. Mm-hmm. And he is just about to make it yeah. happen. And then he it gets is... to punch in. Oh, and when, boy. When Corn gets to punch in. <laughs> He doesn't stop punching. Well, I would also see red. Yeah, in I, that I, I get. Scenario. He's got reasons. He's got. When Corn so gets many to reasons. punching, he's got reasons. <laughs> That's right. But he don't ever stop those punches until mm-hmm. it's done punching time. He's never mm-hmm. done punching time until until pulls they him are off. a puddle on the ground, yes. a literal puddle. No Alex more Mack. bones. <laughs> so somebody thankfully i think the sheriff or something like pulls him off and yeah. uh, he spends a couple of days in jail mm-hmm. and the sheriff has this talk with him where he's like hey cord you are hoppa you cannot act that's like not, a right that's not the word that's, the sheriff that's not what he said no <laughs> i am probably using... says something there's a lot of words in this book but what mm-hmm. he probably says is like you're a half-blood engine or something like that right. that's usually what this book is uh yeah, saying. It's so, mm-hmm. i saw I, your face but i want them to know, I know it's not like it's not like they're like listen cord you're a mixed race individual that's no. not how it's ever said <laughs> no <laughs> which i wouldn't like the book as much as it, if it was because it wouldn't be accurate to the times it wouldn't be as um biting every time but. yeah yeah it wouldn't hurt you down to your soul yeah but no i'm using the term that is uh, endearing in hawaii for half asian half caucasian babies because it's it's such a like there are many of them and so people know that you're just your hapa and then if you are hapa who then ha- um, has a baby with another i think white person or or another asian person you're kwapa because you're a quarter. Oh, I've never heard the word quapa before. Yeah. I've definitely heard hapa. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's a generational thing. Anyway, yeah, so... we're using nice words so as not to hurt your ears. But yeah. just so you know, if you're going to read this book, you're going to see a lot of words yeah. over and over again. All right. Yep. Okay. So he's like, hey, you're hapa. You need to be extra, extra careful because the white people around here will use any excuse necessary to murder you in the face. Usually like, via Cord, hanging. I, Cord fucking knows. He knows that. Duh. No, but he didn't. Like his family, his family, I think, had always kept him pretty sheltered. And even mm-hmm. though they had their own brand of uh, abuse regarding his mixed heritage, mm-hmm. they didn't, I don't think they ever treated him like super differently to the point that he didn't think he could navigate the world in the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, like he says that he came to a realization and the he and the sheriff later on have another conversation where he's like, you're fucking scary. And I thought that you basically had a target on my back because I was so straight with you forever ago. And he was like, no, sheriff, I really appreciated that conversation. It actually mm-hmm. helped me not get murdered in the face a few times. So then after a while, because he and his sister grow apart, she was never the same after that assault. I think she was like 13 at the time. Like, yeah. It's terrifying. No matter your age. But she very keenly felt her heritage at that point because they weren't going to do anything to this white guy who assaulted her. Right. And so she was like, she spent the rest of her life basically being like, I I can pass for white. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get the fuck out of here and pass for white and not ever deal with this again. She had much lighter skin than Cord did. Yeah. So they sort of grow apart. And then at one point, Cord just sort of fucks off. He's like, mm-hmm. I heard that this guy, the guy who assaulted his sister was get he got arrested in another state Mm -hmm. and so he was like i'm gonna go watch the execution yeah and then he was gone for about five years because he just didn't come back (laughs) 
of it's you. It's like, very Legends of the Fall. So, like, Cord goes off, grows his hair along, oh, yeah. starts wearing those moccasins, goes yep. down to, like, he goes and, like, watches that dude get executed, freaks the shit out of him because the guy's like, watch, that guy's here? Yeah. And then um, goes down to, like, Mexico times. Well, he goes down to, like, like, the U.S. border with Mexico, well, yeah. I don't know what that time, like, it was very, yeah. like, Zorro times, so I'm sure. not really sure, sure. like, mm-hmm. where... Like that, the, where been. was California and where was <laughs> Mexico? Sorry, I, I love the Antonio Banderas Zorro. I don't care who it offends. I'm sorry, I love it. Um, and I love how throughout the movie it says California like that. <laughs> but anyway, so he was down there for a while doing horse stuff. Yeah, he was learning how to train horses, and he had like a girlfriend he didn't really like named Rosa. You know, it wasn't that he didn't like her; it was that he couldn't talk to her. He couldn't talk to her, but he, yeah. she was just kind of like a, a there. She's she a was a there. Yeah. yeah. And she thought she was pregnant for a minute, and he was like, oh, fuck. And then when she... I think she was pregnant for a minute. Didn't she, she miscarry? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she had a miscarriage. And he and was like, like, oh, shit. I better get out of here while I can. Yeah. And, you know, she got married and had a nice life after. It was great. Mm-hmm. And he came back up to Colorado, which is where he's been. So that is sort of his story. So they share all of that. And then Anne starts having some realizations. Mm-hmm. She starts to like, I don't know, she's always liked the ranch life or whatever, but then she has her period and then she like gets up and goes to like rock in the rocking chair because the movement helps her. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get the scene where he comes out because she doesn't want to wake him up, but he comes out and he's like, hey, what's going on? And he is super naked. Oh, he's looking naked. like a cougar. He's got all the muscles in the moonlight. Oh, yeah. And the, mm-hmm. the tan skin mm-hmm. with the lithe movements. She talks about his, like, his chest hair and, like, the hair, like, nope. under his belly button. Is that not this one? Does he have one? chest hair? No, I don't think he has chest hair. He has, like, a light chest hair. Yes, she definitely okay. talks okay. about his happy trail in the scene. I remember oh, it vividly. Oh, happy trail, sure. Yes, but I think, yeah. like, she can see chest stuff yeah. and happy trail sort of stuff. Right. She's about it. Yeah. And so he comes over and he crouches in front of her, just like, you know, dick and balls right there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. And he's like, what can I do for you? What's going on? And she tells him that she has cramps. So he makes her a tea that his mama used to brew up because uh, it was a pain reliever. And then he's like, come back to bed. And he's like, why are you holding your stomach? And she goes, well, because it helps with the pain because it's like hot and so he pulls her right up against him and uh-huh. puts his hands over her tummy and they go back to sleep. But before that, she has this this realization where she's like, oh, man, just watching him move around the cabin naked is real nice. I really like it. Love he it. Is hot. Yes. I am into it. And like, maybe that's why I feel like he keeps trying to get glimpses of me. Maybe yeah. it's not a perverted thing. Yeah. So sometimes when she's like taking out her clothes and stuff, he's looking at her and she's like, what a gross man. Yeah. He's looking at me. <laughs> and then she's like, well, it's not gross when I want to look at him. Yeah. Hmm. So she starts being like, I could never undress in front of him knowingly because uh-huh. that is not proper. And the whole yes. thing has been about her propriety. She comes from a background. We we told you this last time where like a women's pleasure should not be a thing, period. Right. The end. Yes. It's shameful. Very shameful. And so she's like, maybe I won't undress in front of him, but maybe I won't dress quite as hastily 
as mm-hmm. I did before. Like, maybe yes. I could do that. <laughs> yeah. It's really cute. Okay. So then they realize that it's like mid-ish winter and they are getting to the end of his savings. That mm-hmm. that hundred that 200 bones that he had, he was going to give her 150 of. They yeah. have now run through it. They need to sell a horse. Yeah, they do. And so while Court is gone one day, like up in a pasture somewhere, I'm sure, mm-hmm. this dude comes by and talks to Anne about mayhaps buying yeah. a horse for his daughter. Stuff, he's like, why? I see that horse out there. <laughs> I was just passing by. I'm just a no. wandering traveler. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's Dr. Quinn times. I was just riding by and I saw a mighty fine horse out oh, in the pasture. Boy. That's yes. not how it went. That is so. how it works. Gosh. <laughs> so anyway, he had just been out at that breeder that fucked Cord over. Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, so I thought about buying horses from him. The one him. that sold him the, the colt that was dying. Yeah. Or di- yeah. Okay. The one who I just want to remind him who it was. The one that tried colt. to murder that colt yeah, to so spite mean. Cord. Yeah. What a fucker. Yeah. Ugh. Leave the animals out of it. All right, mm-hmm. everybody? Yeah. So... He's like, yeah, I wasn't super impressed, though, when he basically bragged about <laughs> fucking over your husband. So I yeah. thought maybe I'd come out here and see if you guys have any nice horses. <laughs> she's, she's like, like oh, boy, do we have nice horses. We, we have got so small many nice horses. horses. We got big horses. We, we got, got young ones. Horses. We got old ones. We got polka dot <laughs> ones. We got brown ones. I know a yep. lot about horses. Yes, you do, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> anyway, so Clark comes ones. back. Short ones. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if that's what she said? Yeah, right. Anyway. I don't think he would have been as impressed. <laughs> um, so Cord comes back, and they all chat, and uh, he's like, "Okay, I have to go back to Missouri Way or something." Uh, on the train. <laughs> come on! <laughs> I got to be back in Missouri. I mean, yeah. come on! Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. I'm a traveling man. That's 100% <laughs> how this guy sounded. No. So, he's like, he's like, I will give you monies for a horse for my daughter as long as it's lady broke. Yeah. And if you have another one that's real pretty, I'll take that one too. And I'll give you this much monies for it. And it's way too much monies. Court is like, oh my god, that's like twice what anybody would ever pay me because i'm hoppa like Uh everybody always tries to fuck with me yeah so they spend three days like making sure that these horses will get on the train because the contingency is if they don't get on the train the horses aren't sold but also yeah he he came to the ranch this is important because it's like it's annie's personality he came Mm -hmm. to the ranch Talked to Annie, and she said something like, you know, you maybe want to come back when Cord's back in from the pasture, or like right. he had to go to town for something. Like, I don't remember why he was going to leave and come back. Yeah. Maybe he's going to talk it over with somebody. I don't know. But he was going to leave and come back, and then Cord comes home, and Annie's like, this magical traveling man came by, yeah. and he's going to give us all the money for two horses. We just got a lady break them, and it's going to be the best. And Cord's like, oh, you sweet summer child, Annie. I know. Like, as that soon man's as he meets me. never coming back. Right. And this is, and he's like, once he figures out that what I look like and that I'm yeah. mixed race, he's never coming back here. Yeah. And she's like, yes, he is. I'm an optimist. <laughs> and this is like a constant thing throughout the thing. Uh-huh. It's like, Cord's always like, it's never going to work. This is how my whole life has been. And Annie's like, we're going to make it work. I see the world through my privilege. Exactly. <laughs> 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 that is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> there are so many horses that are like gonna die, and Annie's like, I'm gonna make them live through yeah. petting and singing and, and, and giving them sugar cubes and snuggles. <laughs> and Cord's like, You're the worst. And she's always like, The horse lived. <laughs> yep. So they do it. They train up the horses. They do yeah. all manner of trainings. On and only because Annie makes them. Yeah. And oh, then yeah, the yeah. guy does come back. Yeah. Well, and they do the training after Cord actually talks to him. This is when he yeah, finds yeah, out yeah. that, you know, but, they like, go to they the... got the horses ready for him to come back. And Cord didn't even want to do that. Like, right. he, she was going to brush them. Yeah, she was, like, brushing them, doing all the things. And he's like, you're just getting your hopes up. And then he does come back, so. Yeah. So then they go to town. They bring all the horses to town. Mm-hmm. And um, the crowd is gathering because mm-hmm. anytime Cord is going to do something, a crowd gathers hoping he fails. Yes. And they do it. And they, they do this cute sleight of hand thing where they write three different bills out, like bills of yeah. sale. And hide them in different pockets just in yeah, case yeah, yeah. any variation of either both are sold or one is sold or the other one is sold. It's really cute. They have to get them on the train. So they do a yeah. bunch of like trainings for uh-huh. getting them on the train. Yeah. And they get on the train. They do. They just walk right up because yeah. they spent so much time preparing because they're so good at teamwork, these uh-huh. two. They're uh-huh. so good at teamwork. Uh-huh. They're, such, they're such partnership areas. They really are good partnership. Yeah. So... Okay, so they sell, and then they're like, how how about we go to the diner and have a steak for a celebration? They're always getting steaks at the one place to eat. They are. Oh. Yep, they love are. it. Yep, that's the one. And he's like, Martha and Elphaba, my green-skinned brother, would you please, <laughs> do you want to come to the diner with us? Elphaba, <laughs> my green-skinned brother. <laughs> Yeah, he's also a lawyer, so I don't know if yeah. his green skin really matters that much. Aaron. Is he the lawyer? I thought the other one was the lawyer. No, he's the no, lawyer. No, he's the lawyer. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then Rob shows up. Rob is Annie's brother, and he's the worst. Yeah, she. Oh, he's just so bad. And, and he's bad because he's like, he just thinks that the sun and moon sets with his dad. Mm-hmm. So she tells everyone that they're actually legally married mm-hmm. and Rob flips the fuck out mm-hmm. and he says, you can't mean it. Like, I can't believe you did this. You could have walked away, blah, blah, blah. And she, and this is one of my favorite lines in the book. It's maybe something I'm going to say for the rest of my life. Yes, yes, yes. She goes, I meant it. And that's all that counts. Make up your mind. You can't be furious because I'm a shameless hussy living in sin and furious because I'm a respectable married woman too. Pick a mad. (laughs) Pick a mad. Pick a mad, everybody. Yep. Oh, it's so good. Okay. And then after Rob storms off, this is where they find out that there are nutty rumors about them going throughout town. He's like got her tied up in the basement (laughs) and like... He's like, she's seller. basically yeah. like his sex slave out there right. at the place. Yeah. And then she's so docile when they come to town because she's yeah. scared. Not yeah. because she's totally excited to get tied up. No, in it's like Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Right. He's got her hypnotized with his Indian ways. Like with there's his, a lot yeah. of like, quote unquote, Indian magic talk. Oh, boy. Extremely offensive. Yeah. But it's meant to be offensive. The thing about reading this book is like the people who use all these racist terms and stuff are the villains. Like there's no one yes. who you're supposed to like that yes. talks like uh, this. Actually, you know what I mean? There, there is one guy when they walk up to the train. The guy the who runs the stables, mm-hmm. 
is a friend of Cord's. And so he sarcastically, jokingly says, are you going to show us some of your Indian right, magic? But that's right. because it's a joke between the two of them. Right. Because everyone not, is terrible. It's, <laughs> this book didn't offend me at all because it was the bad were, guys yeah. using the language. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? So that Most matters definitely. to you at all. But yeah, there's a lot of talk of like what he's done to her. And a lot of it is uh, very racist. <laughs> it's like real bad. How he's like hypnotized her. Uh-huh. So... Sheriff Noah's like, I bet if you started coming to church, it might assuage people. That oh, Sheriff Noah. I know. That, just that. full of shitty, shitty ideas always. <laughs> he means well. He does. He's one of those mel- well-meaning types. Yeah. So anyway, they suggest that and then they leave. And then mm-hmm. Sheriff Noah has dinner with the Bennets and everybody because Ephraim is sitting there at the diner and he's mm-hmm. like, I don't understand their dynamic at all. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand why she's apparently attached to him. I don't know why she won't take him out. And Sheriff Noah's like, what do you know about what happened out there? Mm -hmm. And uh, Elphaba's like, nothing. I just decided what happened out there. And it was that my brother, (laughs) like, attacked a defenseless lady. Why? (laughs) Should I have have asked him or something? What what benefit of the doubt? brothers. Oh, Elba they are. and Fiero are oh, just the worst. They're so bad. They just bad. decide things about their brother, and it's always the worst thing. It is. And it's kind of based on history, but it's also just based on their assholes. And, and they they're don't racist, care about, too. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're super racist. And they don't yeah. care about, like, facts. No. Like, they no. kind of come around by the end, but, like, by the end, it, I mean, like, the last three pages or so, they're like, maybe he's not a monster. Right. But maybe he is. Like, it's just like, wow, guys, how yeah. much evidence do you want? I know. I know. They, he has a, a fun talk with his sister-in-law because his sister-in-law has actually come around first. And uh-huh. one of them is terrified of him. Uh-huh. One of them is like, I don't want to be near that devil uh-huh. monster. Like, he, she is so bad. She won't let him around her baby child, like, before he fucks but, off. Okay. I, I'm a little bit of an apologist for this lady, though, because all she knows about him is what her husband and sure. her brother-in-law have told her. And yeah. all they've told her is he's a monster who can't he control himself. Stop punching. And once he starts to punch him, <laughs> <laughs> he ain't never gonna stop punching. Uh-huh. So she's like, well, gosh, what if he, like, spanks my child and right. then just goes into one of these rages and never stops? Like, I can kind of understand where she's at. yeah. I know. It still is sad. It, it's very sad, but I don't <laughs> think it's her fault. Yeah. So Sheriff Noah has dinner with all of them, including her brother and her mom. And he mm-hmm. tells them everything that he knows about Cord's injuries, about like the way that it went down, about her face, because her face was all fucked up from when oh, her dad... Oh, yeah. So they all assumed that that was Cord. Yeah. So then Rob, her brother, absolutely refuses to believe it. Mm-hmm. And then... Leona, her mom, is like, I can't believe that my daughter would even go into a a man's house. And this is where one of the Bennett brothers is like, hey, so talk to me about how much food she had consumed Uh in the days prior to her running away. And Leona's like, (laughs) I went along with, yeah, I went along to help my daughter who's starving to death. Oh, so bad. Okay. So then they start attending church. Church. But not before. Uh, she tries to put on a corset, and Cord's like, "Me no oh, like God. corset. Cut up corset." <laughs> <laughs> Once Cord gets to cutting, <laughs> I just—I felt like this was a little rough. She wanted to wear her corset, 
Corey yeah. didn't like it because it made her look like one of those ladies in town, and it 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 didn't. It made her body not look like her body, and he likes how her body looks. Right. I didn't know how to feel about it because it was yeah. on the one hand very empowering, and on the other hand, like, but she wants to wear she that. She just wanted to wear that corset, and then he <laughs> took it. And then they didn't end up going to church that day because they got in such a fight over the corset. Uh-huh. And then she found him with like a scissors or a knife <laughs> or something. Just like cut their corset into little pieces frustratedly in the bedroom. Which was like kind of cute, but kind of like, that's my corset, you yeah, asshole. Dude, you're destroying my property. I don't yeah. know how to feel about it. But I'll yep. Yeah. I know. If I, I will say that if I ever caught Michael cutting up a pair of my Spanx, Ooh. there would be hell to pay. Spanx is expensive. They are so expensive. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Gosh, I tied up my wedding dress yesterday at mm-hmm. the place. Yeah. At the, the lady who's doing the, the sewing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Her name is Aggie. She doesn't have a phone. Or any type of way to contact <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, she. If you live in Alaska and you need some sewing done, Aggie lives out in Wasilla. Um, she's got a little sewing shop and a trailer out there, and she is the best. Mm-hmm. So plug for Aggie. She's hard to find, but once you never find gonna her, hear it. Yeah, <laughs> once you find her. But anyway, I can't wear any spanks with my dress, and I mentioned it to Aggie. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no way. There's a clue, guys, on which dress I chose. No Spanx yep. available. <laughs> and I said to Aggie, I can't wear any Spanx with it. And she was like, you don't want to have Spanx on your wedding day? And I was like, yes, I do. Like, <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to have Spanx on your wedding day? She's like, no, you want to be comfortable. And I'm like, no, I want to be. I want my body to make the noise. all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I just thought it was, she was like, no. I was like, yes. But, you know, it's an impossibility. Anyway, Spanx. Love them. Expensive. Don't cut them up. Don't you dare touch my Spanx. Don't touch my Spanx. Uh, So, okay. The next week, she's like, you know, I don't think that we should have Keeper, which is the horse that he rides, like, on the buggy. We need a buggy horse. And he's like, a buggy horse, I did horse, not understand say. this concept. I was with Cord on this one. She wants a pretty a, horse to pull her buggy. Yeah, it's a smaller horse that is specifically trained for the buggy. It's pretty. It's stylish. It does That's all the things. ridiculous, though. Don't you want a big horse to pull your buggy because it's heavier than just a person? Mm-mm. Well, no? sure. Yeah, but you, they're not carrying the weight. Uh-huh. So it's not, it's not like that. And they're not hauling anything. It's not uh-huh. like a trailer full of hay or something like that. It's just two people. So a buggy horse can actually be smaller and more compact. It also makes maneuvering around while they're not in the city. What is a buggy? A buggy is the tiny thing. It's just like a tiny wagon. Just the seats. It's just the two seater. Yes, it's not a carriage. I was imagining like the big Mm. wagon thing. No, like the constant. No, George Costanza wagon. That's not the one. What is that called? I don't know. Constant eggs, constant like the the like. The I don't know, Oregon but you should trail. keep trying. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> but I was imagining like a big carriage, like Constantinople wagon. A Constantinople wagon. I don't think that's it. right. That's don't email right. us. I'm googling it right now. <laughs> God, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Calistoga wagon. I no, got it. It's, it's like a no. It's a Calistoga wagon. No, you, that's you look it up. No, you look it up. We're gonna fight. I'm fighting. This is the hill I will die on. I am smart. Wait, say and your I word again. Star. Calistoga. Calistoga. C A L I S T O G A. 
Conestoga. Conestoga. Oh, Conestoga. I God know. bless America. I knew it started with con. I was like, <laughs> Constantinople. Uh, All right. Well, now that we've spent. They were also called prairie schooners, which is very similar to. What did you say that my costume was a couple years ago for Halloween? Captain, Captain Barry Schooner. Barry Schooner. Yeah. <laughs> Not okay. All right, we have okay. to get back on track. No, we don't. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not even talk about romance novels. You want to talk true crime? I have some things to talk to you about. <laughs> oh um, man. Okay. So <laughs> did you see? I'm sorry, guys. Oh my god. Uh, no, because we're only 42 minutes in and 42 seconds. God um, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to say on the Facebook group, I said something like, hey, get, like, sarcastically, like, would it be cool if we stopped talking about romance novels and just talked about the Natalie Wood murder, because that's all I ever want to talk about with anyone? And, like, like, a hundred people were like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> like, you guys would listen to this podcast if just one day we were like, you know what? We've decided to stop talking about romance novels and we get, like, a whole new haunting theme song, like, dum, yeah. Dum, about Ooh. Natalie Wood and how Ooh. she was murdered by Aaron's those two guys. Yeah. Anyway, so they're they're on board. If we want to just switch one day that's to the talk Christopher about Christopher Walken murder, yeah, uh-huh. that's what you were talking about. Yeah, uh-huh. There we go. There yeah. we go. It all clicks into place. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Our <laughs> podcast about it's going to be very informed, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oof. All right. So. They choose a buggy horse and they get it all done. And then uh-huh. while they're at church, right after church, they sell the buggy horse. Yeah. And this is where two things that this has not happened twice because mm-hmm. I forgot to say at the diner um, after they made that sale for the horses, Ephraim was like, oh, man, like you, I can't believe you got such a good price. I'm so excited that you sold it. Mm-hmm. And Cord is like, I didn't sell it. Annie did. Mm-hmm. She did it all. She's the one behind. She's the brains behind all this. Yeah. And Anne is sitting there going like, oh, my gosh, like I come from a world where even if it's the woman's accomplishment, the no fuckhead husband yeah. Yeah, will take uh, will take credit for it. And so she's like, <laughs> I am feeling excellent. Yeah. And then the same thing happens here. Um, the, these two, this couple comes up to court and they're like, this buggy horse reminds us of a buggy horse of our, of your, Ooh. and, and she's like, well, it's for sale. And like, she makes it happen and it's done. And so he, all he's always giving her credit and mm-hmm. she just feels so competent and empowered and mm-hmm. lovely. <sighs> and this, these trips to town also afford her the opportunity to visit with her mom and her brother mm-hmm. although really it's just her mom that she's kind of wants to talk to yeah. listen she has put out of her brain that her mom helped starve her for a month right she just decided to turn the page on that one yeah <laughs> like we're not talking about it anymore okay yes so then they have an incident out at the house do you remember their first fight Aaron? They have a first fight. I'll tell you all about it. I don't remember what it was about, but you're going to tell me and it's going to make me remember. I am. So she wants to plant a garden. Oh, God, this fight is so stupid. About the garden. Oh, my God. She buys seeds. She's getting stuff together. She gets a shovel. She heads out to the plot. But here's the thing. She's like sitting one day sipping her coffee or whatever. And she's like, 
look at that there plot of land. And Cord's like, make a nice, mighty nice plot of land for a garden. It's like, he's the he's the one that says, he's really? part of the garden. Co- yes. Well, no, they at least have a talk about it. My understanding yeah. was she was like, hey, garden question mark. And he was like, cool. But yeah. it doesn't matter. She's like, but he he is part of the conversation where it's like that their plot of land would be oh, great yeah. for a garden. He's like 100%. green light on garden. Yes. yes. But then when she starts doing it, then he's like, fuck you, garden. Like, <laughs> That's not what he does. <laughs> yeah, he That's he what she thinks he does. And he points at it and he says, fuck you, garden. <laughs> that no, is that's a misrepresentation. Not at all what it is. No. No. So she goes out there with a shovel and she's mm-hmm. like gonna till the whole, I don't fucking know, like acre of this garden because they've sure. got a gazillion Colorado acres. Yeah. And um, so she is, which is oh. different. Yeah, Colorado <laughs> acres, kind of like a California king. It's just a little bit bigger, a little longer. <laughs> it is wilder, though. It is rougher. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's ruggeder. Anyway, she's got her shovel. Okay. She's got her carrot seeds. She's ready to go. Oh, yeah. And he's even like, buy extra carrot seeds so that we can stop giving the horses all of our sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, right, right. No more yeah, yeah. carrots. No more giving them sugar. I'm going to get all the sugar. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes out there and he's like, he takes her shovel and he's like, hey, you're not, you're not doing this. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay, fine. Then you do it. Uh-huh. It's got to get did either way. So like, uh-huh. why don't you do it? And he's like, I'm not doing it either. Yeah. And so she's just like damnation and uh-huh. she throws her bonnet or something and yeah. she trudges back to the house and she's yeah. just like this god i wish you guys could see this mm. uh <laughs> act that melody's doing okay keep going keep going i'm so mad and she's like he gave me the green light i bought all these fucking carrots what am i gonna do with all these seeds then he's just like oh no i believe that something is amiss i did I didn't I mean nobody should do the garden. I just meant that we should not do it by hand. Yeah. But he but refuses to say anything. He's like, ah, oh, God, I can't talk to her now because she's mad. Like, right. I don't know what to do. Yeah. This is the first hero <laughs> that, like, just cannot make words, simple words to solve a problem that I believe. It really yeah. does feel like his brain locks up in a uh-huh. way where he just doesn't know what to do. And yeah. so he just moves on to the next task. Yeah, because he's, he's just, just like, like well... I guess I should train that horse. Yeah. Uh, maybe <laughs> she'll like, get over it. Throughout or... this thing, he could explain many situations to his <laughs> brothers that would make yep. them not think that he's a monster murderer. And he's just like, well, they're just going to think what they want to think. <laughs> no. <laughs> just... No. So this is the best. So then Fierro shows up. Frank Fierro. shows up. Fierro! <laughs> he's coming. And... They like sit down to a, a a something, and she's just like, "Motherfucker! Like, why did he have to show up during our first spat? Like, I hate this guy. He always thinks the worst of Cord. It's so bad." And so he completely misreads the situation, uh-huh. and he once again offers to like give her an escape hatch. Yeah, and he's like, "Listen, if you're unhappy, we can go yeah. away." And she flips on him again. Yeah. It's the best. I have. I actually copied and pasted the whole diatribe. Oh, good, because I really like this. Okay, so she goes, don't you say it. So help me if you say it. I won't just run you out of the house. I'll shoot you. We're having a quarrel, and it's none of your business. 
don't you tell me in over 20 years of marriage, you and Judith never had a marital quarrel. I'm so angry. I'd like to beat him worse than Meeks did. I'd like to shoot him so full of holes that he could be a sieve. I'd like to cut off his head and bury it somewhere far away from his body. But I'll get over it. We'll work it out and life will go on. And in the meantime, it's none of your business. (laughs) Then it says, Frank actually looked shaken. And then after she storms off, he goes, does she get like that often? (laughs) And (laughs) and Cord goes, nope, you seem to rile her. (laughs) Very few women had ever disconcerted his brother. Under the circumstances, Cord would enjoy the sight. I rile her? She wants to kill you, dismember you, and disperse your body parts. And I rile her? Cord goes, you rub it the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) So... Anyway, when he finally has time, he grabs a horse and he grabs mm-hmm. his plow and mm-hmm. he plows the whole thing yeah. for her, the whole garden. So then she comes out like at the tail end of him doing this. She's like, oh, man, mm-hmm. you tried to explain and I just jumped to the worst possible conclusion about he you. Didn't just like your brothers. <laughs> I know, but it. she feels <laughs> she feels terrible. Yeah. And so she apologizes for assuming the worst about him. And it's the mm-hmm. best. Yeah. So, okay. Now, her mustache twirling dad comes back oh, into the picture. God. Yeah. Oh, boy. They go back into town for a Sunday at church. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's talking to her mom. And all of a sudden, Cord is away. And he hears like a squeal and something else. And he sees that some giant dude yeah. is making off with his wife. Yeah. She's been lady napped. She has been lady napped. Uh-huh. That's the one. Good job, Sheriff, telling him to go to church. Now she's yeah. been kidnapped by her devious dad. Yeah, Noah, did you see that coming, yeah, Sheriff? Yeah, see that coming, Sheriff? God huh? damn it. You with the and ideas also, over it's there. it's worthy to note here that Cord is wearing his beautiful suit. The cream <gasps> shirt that she made for him with yeah. the brown tailored, yeah. very tailored. He's oh. very much an upside down triangle on top, oh. and it's very tailored to all Isn't his muscles. He? Looks mm. great. Delish. Yeah. Yeah, but not for long because Cord steps in. And Uh, he gets to punching, guys. Cord gets to punching. Starts the punch. Punch, 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 punch. And the brothers are like, you guys know what happens when Cord starts punching. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, maybe we ought to put him down with a bullet. Well, wait. So then Ephraim has Anne. Yeah, so Ephraim's got Anne. Anne wants yeah. to intervene. Anne's wanting to go over there before Cord murders somebody. Well, no, or gets murdered because or, we didn't yeah. tell them there are now four dudes. Well, okay, so already Anne wants to run in and do something about this situation. Hell then yeah. Then she overhears one of the brothers say, we might have to use the gun on him or something to that effect. Yeah, they get out the rifle and they yeah. start, like, dusting it off. Yeah. So that they- <laughs> Um, and so it's like putting it together screw in this barrel bayonet (laughs) I just oh yeah that would be great yeah exactly Um, no but so they get out their rifle so she assumes that they're gonna shoot him shoot him yeah but really what they're gonna do is they're just gonna like thwack him thwack him with the butt they're gonna thwack him real real good but um, yeah, so, so anyway, she so then she, yeah, so she flips and she's like, you will not murder my husband. I have uh-huh. started to like him recently. God yes. damn it. Yes. And so she 
kicks Ephraim in the balls. Yes. She calls it a light tap, though, later. She's just like, I just tapped just him, but it, but it worked like a charm, yeah. just like you said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Ephraim goes down, and she goes in. Meanwhile, two guys have, like, like broken arms. One guy has, like, a like a crushed knee. Yes. Like, it is serious business. Alex Court Mack. Is, two are already liquefied. Yes. Cord is, is going for uh, yeah. dismemberment, if yes. he possibly can. He's like Wreck-It Ralph on these guys. He really is. <laughs> yeah. So she steps in and she grabs him and he whirls around with his fist cocked like it's another dude. And then he's like, oh, uh, Anne, like, what are you doing out here? And she's like, like, I'm saving you. coming out of his you. haze, his punching haze. <laughs> yes. What? She's Where like, was I'm I? saving you what because these, these fuckers are going to shoot you with a rifle and I'm not going to have it. Uh-huh. So and he's like, no. So he grabs her by the arm and he huffs off and she's like, you're hurting me. Let me go. And he keeps like grabbing her and he, she's like, seriously, though, you can ask me nicely to go somewhere and I will go wherever you want. But like, stop manhandling me. Yeah. And so he does. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's very one of those like, yeah, okay, well, will you get on the fucking horse so we can right. get the fuck out of here before I get arrested or murdered? And she's no, like, I yeah. will. Yes, Thank I, you. I think I will. I he just said something about getting her like loud mouthy ass on that horse or something like that. It's <laughs> yeah. something very similar to that. Mm hmm. So they go back to Ephraim and Martha's house in town and she takes him into a room and she's like, you need to get stitched up because his mm-hmm. the cut on his face is reopened. Like it's he's just a mess. And, he, and she's going off about his family. She's like, your useless family wouldn't even step in and help you. Your brothers were just content to watch you either beat the fuck out of four men or die. Like, mm-hmm. what is the matter with your family? And he's like, well, I mean, that's just sort of how they are. But also, like, she should talk. Her family just had her kidnapped. Or whatever. Well, she doesn't know that. I know, but, like, still, like, stop judging families, Anne. Yours real fucked up, too. (laughs) I know. So then they come in, and everybody hears, obviously, her bellowing. And he, this is where, Aaron, you herbsed it, so I'll tell you. He grabs her up, and he starts kissing on her face, and on her cheek, and on her neck. Oh, how dare you? I herbs her down. And I went back <laughs> for the first time in the history of this podcast. Yep. Later on, in the next chapter, she says, I wish he would kiss me like he kissed me <laughs> after that time where he punched all those guys. And I was like, <laughs> and I flipped backwards in a book for the first time in history. And I unherbsed it. I know. So I weeded those herbs out of that (laughs) chapter and I looked at all the words in it. You did. So don't, don't act like you're telling me about this kiss for the first time. Anyway. And they were, they were really good. Scoops her up into his arms. Yeah. Kisses are real good to stop her bellowing. Yeah. And they're like light caresses Mm. and he's got his hands on her and she's like, oh, she actually says, oh, that's nice because he's never done anything like this before. No, no, no. He's like kissing her neck and stuff. It's, it's real good. Yeah. And so then her everybody out in the hallway, like, immediately assumes that he has stopped her by putting his hand over her mouth or hitting her or doing something that straight is murder. They think or straight up murder. Straight yeah. murder. <laughs> so anyway, she disabuses them of that notion. And uh, yes, yeah, so she's just like, well, why don't you give me a gun? Like, they came after me. Nobody will hang me if I shoot them in self-defense. Like, it's a whole thing. And... Uh, Ephraim is still real salty about the kick to the nards. 
Oh, and the sheriff says, the sheriff is like, why the fuck did you, like, why did you have to keep punching? Why did you have to, to not I'm stop sorry punching? I'm sorry that this joke is so old, but it's so pervasive but, but really, in this book. It's like, Gordon just keeps punching. That's what they say. He's just like, why did you not stop until they were basically debilitated? <laughs> and... Uh, First, he's like, you know, it's just my experience. My experience is that the couple of times I left guys to where they could walk and talk again, they like one shot me in the back. So I'm not doing that ever again. And then the sheriff is like, well, he says something else. And Cord looks at him and he goes, they should have kept their hands off my wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the sheriff is like, you're the scariest guy in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then. Like a week after the fight, this is where Aaron had to go back because she's thinking to herself, wow, I really like the way he kissed and caressed me. Yeah. And I want him to do it again, but I can't ask him to do it again. Yeah. So I don't really know how that to do that. That wouldn't be ladylike. Right. I don't know how to navigate this. Yeah. But don't worry, guys, because she's out in the barn. She's giving sugar to oh, another horse. Yeah. Keep in mind, I read this scene before I went back and unherbs the other scene because you don't <laughs> stop reading this scene. No. <laughs> Just read anything else in the world. This Never. is the scene you want to read. Yeah. Chapter 24, oh, you guys. It, 24. It gets hot and heavy. The first 23, I was a little worried about this book. So I'm like, <laughs> it's fine. It's Lonesome Dove or whatever. But I'm a yeah. little worried that this is the sex that's in the book. Mm-hmm. No, 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 Me no, too. no. 24. Oh, no turns up the heat oh boy yeah so he comes up behind her and he's like kissing up on her neck and then she turns around really excited and he gives her a real kiss on the lips and there's Mm -hmm. some tongue Mm -hmm. and she's like oh my gosh this is what heaven feels like Mm -hmm. and he's staring deep into her eyes because he can't ask consent with words Uh but he will get it Uh in his own way Uh and so he's staring deep into her eyes And he backs her up slowly into a freshly made stall that's all clean with clean Uh straw. And he goes to lay her down to get to the good stuff. Uh And all of a sudden she looks over and she sees a giant spider. Coming her way. It was a small spider. It was a spider nonetheless. Uh It is coming at her face. And so she flips and she's like, let go of me, let go of me, let go of me. Oh my God, Ah, oh my God, oh my God. Get up, get up, get up, get up. And he immediately, because of all of the internalized racism, uh-huh. is just like, I knew it. I knew it was too good to be true. I yeah. knew it. She does. She thinks I'm repulsive. I I scared her. Mm-hmm. Like, even she is scared of me. Nobody. Oh, she's the only person who's not scared of me. Mm-hmm. So he starts walking away. Meanwhile, she's dusting off her whole person, trying to figure out if there's she she the crawling things. She doesn't want yeah. spiders. She doesn't want anything crawly on her. Uh-huh, I get it. <laughs> and so then she's like, where is my husband? He should be helping me make sure there's no crawly things on me. Are you and, a spider killer in your relationship or is Michael? Uh, Michael is uh-huh. mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Michael is. Michael I'm is. the spider killer. <laughs> David, every evening, checks the bed for spiders. He takes no. all the sheets off the bed, no matter no. where we are. Yes. Aaron, no. Yes. And examines, you don't live in Australia. Uh-huh. Examines the bed for spiders. <laughs> no. And twice, he has found a spider. Once was in rural Ch- Thailand, but once oh, was in our bed <laughs> and since then it's been like so it's like 
babe, there's no spiders in the bed. And he's like, remember that time there was a spider? (laughs) And it'll never, it'll never be gone from our memories, the time that there was a spider. Man, David's widespread and eclectic constant vigilance is really something to admire. It really is. (laughs) I think it might be like the cornerstone of his personality <laughs> yes just like attention to detail vigilance. yes uh-huh yeah and i'm very oh like i don't even want to kill spiders i just kind of want to let them be yeah um i don't mind sleeping with a spider in the bed right that doesn't bother me at all mm-hmm. but it does bother some i understand why it would food in the sheets bothers oh god no but a spider <laughs> <laughs> it was like a little spider. I mean, if it was like a big, if it was like a desert, you know, spider, mm. like a tarantula, I don't think mm. I'd want it in there. But like, right, just a little spider. I'm yeah, not just a, concerned just about a little that. Polite spider. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been bitten by a brown recluse spider. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't know if we've talked about that. But like, <laughs> I mean, I knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> so Perhaps I mean, don't live because... your life like me. <laughs> I'm like, look, yeah. a nice little spider come. <laughs> Crawl Come on me. Yeah. Come here. You cute little... Oh, look at this fuzzy spider. You just come right up here. Uh, yeah. Actually, Aaron, I bet you've eaten double the amount of spiders normal people eat. I may have, because... but I was once told that a spider is my spirit animal, um, as long as we're talking about Native American uh, and, magic. And cultural appropriation. And cultural appropriation. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so you know maybe anyway right. okay so back to it so he is gonna get on a horse and ride as far away as he possibly can because he cannot handle it and he's thinking to himself she never has to deal with this again i will never touch her like this poor thing how how is she how has she faked it for so long she never seemed like this when we we're in bed in the dark like uh-huh. how could i have missed this yeah and meanwhile she's like oh man i gotta go get my dick like where <laughs> where to go you oh, gotta no. come dick me My real dick. good. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I was about to get dicked. Jeez. I took a little hiatus here to go back to the other chapter, read that, now I'm back. <laughs> now you're back. Yeah. So she comes out to the corral and she's like, oh my gosh, where did you go? Like, I need to blah, blah, blah. And he's like, don't, don't worry about it. I'll never touch you again. It's okay. And she's like, no, it is most certainly not okay. Like, yeah. talk to me. I need to explain what happened just now. And he's like, nope, nope, nope. nope gonna, nope, nope, nope. Gotta, I'm bottling, hard I'm bottling. Nope. Can't do it. Yep. And so she decides to go full berserker and just starts pounding on his back, being like, you talk to me. Burp, burp, burp. <laughs> and he turns around and he really sexily pushes her up against the fence and he yeah. makes his body go flush against hers and he puts his leg between her legs and he's like, yes, yes, woman, yes, yes, you yes, stop yes. hitting me. Yeah. And she looks at him and, and he's like, he's like oh, thinking she's going to be really scared, mm-hmm. but she just looks at him with this like with this really cute smile yeah and she goes it was a spider (laughs) he's like wait wait what and like she watches him recalibrate his brain Uh and she's like there was a spider it's the only thing i'm afraid of i needed you to kill it for me and you walked away like you weren't even there to help (laughs) and he's like wait so you're not completely repulsed by me and she's no. like not at all no. and so he kisses her real good and they're kissing and they're yeah. smooching yeah, yeah, and she's and she's pushing her boobs up on him and she's doing a shimmy mm-hmm. a dr quinn times shimmy yes. Yes, 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 yes and then he breaks off the kiss and he's like well i saddled this horse i better go ride him <laughs> and 
gets on the horse and fucks off. Yeah. And she's like, I saddled this horse and I wanted right? to ride him. I've <laughs> done a lot of work here. <laughs> I have been saddling you for six fucking months and I wanted to ride you. <laughs> <laughs> so he rides off and he spends a good four hours uh, reflecting on the fact that he's fallen into a terrible situation. He is, in fact, in love with his wife. Oh, no. And while he's gone, she's, like, feeling rejected and crying because she doesn't understand how they could do such nice kissing and then he just give up like that. Yeah. But then, oh, man, a couple of days goes by. A couple of days. I don't understand these people on a lot of levels, but this is one of the times where I'm like, you just made out. All these things happen. There's and so then, much like, work to do on the ranch. There, you know what? That's yeah, true. There are so many cows to be milked, lest yeah, they explode. They're probably not even really. They could go poop, <laughs> poop, poof. Why is it poop? I mean, they also do that. <laughs> could you edit that out? Mm. No. Nope. <laughs> no, I will not. <laughs> okay. So a couple of days goes by, and all of a sudden, she looks up while she's cutting bread. And he's looking at her from across the room. Mm. And this is one of my favorite lines from the book. She goes, do you know that every time you look at me like that, you erase the hurt of at least a hundred times someone said I wasn't ladylike enough? You make me feel so female. I think that must be the way a hungry wolf looks at a lamb. Mm. And it is on. T-M-T-M 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 on oh. chapter 26 or so. Four. It's still 24? Yes. Oh, gosh, guys. Buckle in. It's four-hour podcast today. It is. Yep. So he crosses the room, and he's got this look in his eyes. A wolfish one. It's my favorite kind. Worms. He's got the eyes of a worm. (laughs) And um, he backs her up against the table, and then he kisses her real good, and they just go to town mm-hmm. he's kissing all up on her he gets her boobs out mm-hmm. and this is where they finally finally six months later clear up the miscommunication that when she like pulled away when his mouth was on her nipple mm-hmm. she didn't mean to stop she actually says oh please please i never meant to please mm-hmm. and then he understands and he goes to town on her boob yeah 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 and she's just loving it and then she can't get his cock out fast enough and uh-huh. Oh, man. And so she she thinks to herself that she can't believe like the disembodied, grunting, howling deliciousness that she Uh realizes is coming out of her mouth. Yes, this is so good because like you've you've been through like 200 pages of these people already and like getting to know them. And like it's just it's so satisfying when it happens. It's so good when it all clicks into place for everybody. Oof, good. Mm -hmm. It is so, so nice. Because we've heard the whole time from his perspective how hot he thinks she is. Mm -hmm. We've heard from her perspective. And now it's all coming together. Mm -hmm. Literally. They come together. Yes. And then he looks at her and he goes, what do you think about that lamb shop? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And it's real yummy. And that's after she's like, so right after her orgasm, she's like, oh, my God. Is he going to judge me for being like a wanton trollop? Uh-huh. Because I enjoyed sex, and then he looks at her and calls her lamb chop. Uh-huh. I love the word trollop. I just love it. I do too. Yeah. yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah, and then she realizes that she's in love with him. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. Oh, but she does think to herself, "It's okay if he never loves me back." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. she's like, "It's it's basically impossible for him to love me." It's okay. 
Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah. She's fine with okay. what they've got. Mutual respect and good sex. Uh-huh. And partnership. Partnership. <sighs> okay. So then they start having dinner with his family's house after church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. She's not super into it because she doesn't really like his family and the way they treat him. But she does it because he likes being with his family, sort of. Mm-hmm. And then people start coming around the house to ask about buying horses. And they're selling more horses than they ever thought. He certainly ever thought he could. And then a real posh lady mm. comes and date like she she deigns to give them her presents. Mm-hmm. God, what's her name? It's something stupid. Virginia Stone. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> sorry if any of you listeners are named Virginia Stone. Yeah, sorry. Guys. <laughs> I like the name Virginia. Me too. Yeah. yeah. So she comes and asks. She's got this beautiful red thoroughbred, and she wants him to train him because basically because everybody else has tried, and her mm-hmm. last resort is that Indian magic everybody right. talks about. Yeah, horrible. It's a beautiful horse, but once he gets to biting, once he gets to biting, man, yeah. he's gonna take you through that fence. Yeah, he bites, he kicks, he bucks. Oh, yeah. He does everything. He's just real, real mean. And when they bought him, he wasn't like that. He just got mm-hmm. that when they took him home. Yeah. And Court figures out, long story short, when he sees the look on Anne's face, because Virginia's like, we're either going to have to fix this horse enough so I can sell him or mm-hmm. my husband's going to shoot him. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, he looks over at Anne and he's like, God bless America. Like, I got to do this for She's Anne. Like, whimper, whimper. Yeah, they're gonna shoot him, Cord. (laughs) (laughs) It's really cute. Uh So, yeah, he figures out that the breeders probably dosed him to, like, gave him a sedative before Uh she came out to look at him, and it's a whole thing. And then they go out to the house. Again, a crowd shows up to see that either Cord fails or goes through a fence, and people are placing bets on whether or not he'll succeed. So Anne's like, you know what? I had $20 when I left my house. I want you to go bet this $20 that he Mm -hmm. rides that horse real good. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, I wouldn't do that. And she's like, I believe in court. You go bet this right now. Right. So he does like it's a whole they they do this whole punching montage. Shockingly, when he punches the horse, he does stop. Weird. I'm sorry. I never even thought about how he punched the horse. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Every time the ho- the horse comes at him, he he turns around and punches it right in the snoot. He he, he, he snoot poops him. It's a punching montage. Gonna train this red thoroughbred. <laughs> boop it. Okay. Yeah, I gotta boop it right on the snoot. Boop him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so then he ends up um using a bit of his because they're using a, a really, really harsh bit that's not good. And he rides this horse all over the place. He basically makes it like do a dressage dance in front of everybody. It's changing leads, it's doing spins, it's just being amazing. So she's like, the Virginia is like, I need you to take the horse. Why the Virginia? Is it like the Morrigan? Oh, no. <laughs> the Virginia. I didn't mean it like that. Yeah, the yeah, Melody. Yeah. The Aaron. <laughs> the Aaron. <Aaron-gen. laughs> so, <laughs> so 
Virginia is like, will you take the horse and train it for the next two months so that I can sell it? And they they do this barter system where he can he can breed the horse with a couple of his mares. Mm-hmm. So anyway, long story short, Virginia and her husband try to change up the deal. And there's this crazy race in town. Horse where race. It's a horse race. Yeah. And it's like an off-road. It's like a <laughs> extreme horse race. <laughs> extreme it is basically five miles they go through a creek bed they go through all these things there are branches there are brambles and it's notorious for murdering up horses this horse race you're gonna die if you're a horse basically the horse that doesn't die wins the horse race basically the one yeah that one is the champion and cord doesn't like it at all Mm -mm. because of how all the horses get dead yeah yeah and so they're both like, absolutely not. Like, get the fuck out of here. And Virginia's like, well, fine then. I'm going to need the horse back. And they're like, fine, good, great. Mm-hmm. So Court has left at this point because he didn't want to say anything terrible to Virginia Stone. Rob is there and he's like, Anne, I can't believe that you would talk to a real lady like that. Like, you you really need somebody to teach you some manners. Mm-hmm. And oh, boy. So then Cord steps in. And he's like, I hope you're not the person who thinks he's going to teach her some manners. And Rob right. like backs up a little bit. And then he looks at Anne and he goes, hey, Anne, I'd like you to wait out in the barn for me. Mm-hmm. Your brother and I are going to have a talk. And she doesn't say a word. She just turns around and stomps out. Mm-hmm. So then Cord is like, here's the thing you need to know. I'm sure the sheriff told you about all the things that he knew about, but he never saw the bulk of Anne's injuries. Mm-hmm. And so in front of Rob, in front of his, her mom, in front of his whole family, he's just like, here is what happened. He tells about the bite marks. He tells about the the scar she has from the knife that goes The, the day that they were married. Everything that happened yeah. that day. Yeah. Yeah. And then he ends with, fact is, she found all those tea and crumpet lady manners didn't spare her a lot of misery she didn't deserve. And they wouldn't have kept her or me alive. Mm-hmm. So she threw them all away. And if she doesn't fit some idea you have of how she should act anymore, that's too damn bad. If she wants to yell and curse or jump up and down or do anything else, she earned the right. Mm-hmm. And you've earned nothing. Absolutely nothing. So keep your mouth shut around her or I'll shut it for you. Cord. <sighs> Just swoon. Yeah. Ah, and so then he goes out to the barn and snuggles her and apologizes for leaving her in the thick of things. Uh-huh. And it is just lovely. Okay. Good stuff. We gotta get going. Yeah. We do. All right. So he does... Here. Here. I'm gonna herbs it for you guys. Do it. Please. Cord does the horse race. All right? Yeah. So they want him to do he the horse race first. He's like, no. Then he's like, okay. So he does like training montage of the horse yeah. race. And so he's figured out a way to do his horse where he like does a shortcut, but it's still like yeah. kind of within the rules. It um, is so absolutely he doesn't in the rules. run the the horse too hard and he doesn't put it in danger. And it does these mm-hmm. like crazy jumps and he's the horseman of our times. It's crazy. He's it's the so best great. horseman of the Dr. Quinn. And That's so right. and he wins the horse race. But then they're like, he cheated, and then they're like, No, he didn't. And Alphaba helps him out because mm -hmm. he's a lawyer and he's like, no, these is rules and I know rules because I'm a lawyer. And then he does win and they win a thousand dollars. So Anne put down money that he would win and the odds were 20 to one or one to 20. I don't know how the odds work, but it was 20 times what she bet. She got it. And so she got like two thousand dollars and he got the prize money. 
So they go and they buy the horse off of the lady. Yeah. And now that's their horse. It doesn't really matter except for it was a very cinematic horse race scene that I enjoyed reading, even though it had nothing to do with romance. So if I enjoyed reading it, you're not going to want to herbs it. It's a good scene. Yeah. And it was, it's very much like showing their teamwork. It's very Mm -hmm. much showing their partnership. Yeah. Because she helped um, train the horse up and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He hates when she bets money that is hers because in his brain, he's still like, she's going to need that when she leaves me. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she's always like, I'll throw this money away. I'll light it on fire because I want, I'm never going to leave you. Right. And so the fact that she wanted to use all the money she won to buy this horse with him in like Mm -hmm. sort of a joint venture. Right. Is a cool thing too. Yeah, because when she wins all the money, he's like, "Well, now you can't. You, you can go even further than Chicago. You can go to Paris yeah. if you wanted to." And she was like, "Get rid of this money, so he'll stop saying that stuff." And so yeah, and now she no longer has her money. It's their money. It's their horse. That kind and of thing. and they got to buy the horse out from under that breeder who fucked yes, him over. And that other breeder the was interested. Yep. Yeah. So okay. Fuck you. So <laughs> now she's pregnant. Whoa! Come on. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll just I'll just do a tiny bit of verb zing. Okay. Okay. Because there's a post race dance that's really good. They dance. Oh yeah, they do a dance. And then, oh, that's and very then, nice. Yeah, they dance outside because they're he doesn't want to dance riding. in front of people. Oh, it's nice. He's a good dancer. Yeah. yeah. And then they go back to their their brother's house because uh-huh. the whole family is sitting yeah, they're there. They're real horned up after the dancing. They're so horny. Yeah. <laughs> the adrenaline in the race and then the oh, hot, yeah, the hot whole dancing thing. And she outside, saw him like, do that race and she's like she's oh, all turned on all kinds of it. I mean and then she's been wet for hours <laughs> and then they have him sleep in the living room and her sleep with the two girls in another room yeah so she she sneaks down naked and they do they have some hot hot like sort of frantic quiet awesome uh-huh. just like shake the house down but quiet like sex and she falls asleep in his arms and he doesn't want them to get caught. And so he carries her upstairs. And that's when the sister-in-law, who's terrified of him, sees him do that. And he's real worried she's going to scream the house down. But she's just like, oh, I think that like he, he loves like, her. tucks her in. Yeah. yeah. It's very sweet. Yeah, you're right. We yeah. shouldn't have skipped that. It's now, romance. She's pregnant. Wait, no, no, not yet. Come on, so then, Melody, Melody, mm-hmm. Melody. Sorry. So then they have to hay. They spend a month haying. Oh, and yeah. And he haying. lets her help. Yeah. Right. And so he lets her help. They get a metric fuck ton of haying done, like way more than anybody so could ever do by themselves. sell all their extra hay. Yeah. And they're going to make that money together. Yeah. And then and then afterwards, they like camp on their property for oh, a week. She nice. starts she starts just getting totally naked in the sunlight in front of him and yeah. like strutting around and being gorgeous and living in her skin uh-huh. and only a way a, a woman who loves She's herself She's riding can. him astride. It's oh. good stuff. Man, they're having some hot sex, and she's she's doing some excellent self love, mm-hmm. and then she's pregnant. No, she, now she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, so she finds it out, and she's like, "Oh no, Court!" She knows Court's not going to like this. Also, when yeah. he got beat to shit on their wedding day, the doctor told him that his penis was broken, or like mm. his balls was broken, Everything or something was, was real, broken real messed in up. there, and yeah. like because of it, he wasn't going to be able to have kids. Mm-hmm. So she tells him, and he gets real mad Fifty Shades of Grey style. Yeah. He's just like, well, we, but he has reasons in a way that yeah. Christian Grey did not. In his brain, he's like, oh no, I trapped her. Yeah. I didn't want to trap her. The whole thing was, I didn't want to trap her. And now she's trapped. 
now I she thought can't I, leave I thought me. I couldn't have kids. So now when she figures out that this life is too hard for her, she's not going to be able to leave. That sucks. Yeah. Also, she's going to be the mother of a mixed race child, and the child is never going to be treated well. So he's like, I'm going to have a child that's going to be treated like me in this town. I never yeah. wanted that. And she's that's going to break her heart every single day because she doesn't understand she she does not understand what it's going to mean to be pregnant with this child and to have like carry this child around in town and have people yell obscenities at her and that yeah because because privilege right her poor quapa baby yeah and so he's mad about it she's deeply upset that he's so mad about it because she just wants him to be happy because she's very happy she's over the moon so then they go to dinner again, a Sunday night dinner. Yeah, in the middle of this horrible fight. Ex- yeah, well, and she's ecstatic. Yeah. And she's like trying to get everybody else on board. Mm-hmm. And so she tells everybody and her brother flies off the handle. Loses and he's like, shit. yeah, he actually says something to the effect of, do you want like that kind of baby sucking on your tit or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was horrible. And- and she, I love this though. The only reason I bring it up is because she claps back and she's like, I love having that guy make me scream with pleasure sucking on my tits. So I don't think I'll <laughs> mind having his child do the same thing and like storms out. <laughs> yeah. Which is rough, but, but, but hilarious. Whatever. And so she storms out. He, she goes to the barn and she's sobbing in the barn. Yeah. He goes, he, I don't remember if he told the brother off or he gave him a stony look and stormed off. But he he did his own little clap back in there, and then yeah. maybe a and silent one. He goes one. to comfort her. And he goes to comfort her in the barn. And his sister in law yes. tells Rob and her mom that she they are never, never allowed welcome. back in her house yeah. unless they fix this nonsense. Right, and they don't. Um, they so, don't. <laughs> so, so she's she, sobbing in the barn. Yeah, and he goes out and he takes her in his arms. And it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. She clings to him when the sister comes out. Yeah. And she sees them. And then later on, when the brothers are being stupid again, she's talking to her other sister-in-law. And she's like, you know what? I watched them out there. And it was like two people sharing a burden. Mm-hmm. It was it was two people She in said love. that she was clinging to him in the way that she clinged to her husband when she lost a baby. Yes. And she saw the same thing. And she's like, they've got to be in love. There's no other way that yeah. people hold each other like that. It's beautiful. And then Judith tells her about the sneaky night where she saw yeah. him tuck her in. Uh-huh. And they're both like, mm, mm, I think there's a lot love. more going on mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So mustache twirling. Mustache Dad. twirling has been happening all in the background. Yeah. He's like, we can't come at him from the front. We just have to make Cord believe that Anne left him. That's yeah. what we have to make him believe. So, so one day, Fierro Frank, the brother. That's the one. One of them comes over and is like, hey, Cord, you want to go to town with me? And this is like a monumental thing. Yeah. It's the he's middle like of winter. To- I'm going to town. No one else can do it because of reasons that I'm making up right now. Would you like to spend the day with me in town? Big deal. Never happened before. Olive branch. I was fucking terrified that Frank was in on it. Me too. Terrified. I don't know if Ellen wanted us to think Frank was in on it, but my poor heart was very worried. I was not okay. No, or so then when I when I thought that Frank was not in on it, then I was terrified that Cord was going to think Frank was in on oh, it. Oh, God, know? even worse. Even worse. Oh, yeah. Even worse. So, okay, so they go to town. Yeah. They, so then they come back, mm-hmm. and the house is empty, and there's this, this letter on blue paper that says, 
I fucked off. I don't want to be with you anymore. Bye. And at first, so Frank is like, oh, so today's the day, huh? Like, mm-hmm. whoopsies. And at first, Court is like, oh, shit, like, sell the house, sell everything. I'm yeah. going. I'm gone. I'm out. I'm going back to Mexico or whatever. Can't stay here anymore. Yeah, I can't live here with the ghost yeah. of my wife. I can't do it. And so Frank is like, I can't believe you would leave us again. And he's like, I mean, she's the only thing that's good in my life. So I'm, I'm going. Yeah. But then the wheels start turning. And he's mm-hmm. like, hold on a minute. We don't have any blue paper. Is that her handwriting? What's going on? Nothing's I don't think missing. she would act like this. Yeah. Her like dresses her... are all still here. There's fresh baked bread. Or maybe it's yeah. even still baking. Maybe. Or something like that. But it's like warm. It just doesn't seem right. She knows mm-hmm. where all the money is stashed all throughout the house. She hasn't taken None any of the money's of it. gone? Like, literally nothing of hers is gone. Yeah. So, then, Cord goes to town to try to figure oh, things out. Also, what's up? He had imagined Anne leaving him many times, and he yeah. believes that she might at any time, but he knows that Anne would tell him to his face. Yes. He knows Anne, yes. and he knows that she would never be a coward and write it on a piece never. of paper. Like oh. that. God, they just love each other so much. So mm-hmm. he goes to town and he steps into his parents-in-law house. Mm-hmm. It's totally dark, except Rob is sitting at a table, downing as much whiskey as he possibly can. Guys, it is raining. He is wearing one of those old-timey Western slicker raincoats that's Slickers. like all the way down. And yeah. he's got his cowboy hat. And he uh-huh. comes into this place with his rifle, and it's like lightning strikes. Yeah. And he's got his hat brim down, and oh. just, it's very cinematic, okay? And he, like, materializes out of the darkness. Yeah, and Rob's there, like, just drinking. He's waiting for him, because he knows oh, he's yeah. going to come. When he took Anne, the dad believed that Cord would believe this lie and be like, okay, just go with it. whatever, because they don't think he cares about her. Right. Um, so either he was going to believe the lie or he wasn't, but he wasn't going to come for her. And Rob knows he's going to come for her. So Rob's yep. pretty worried he's about to get murdered by Cord. And he should be, honestly. Yeah, valid worry. He fucking should be. Mm-hmm. So Cord's like, there's a story to tell, so tell it. And Rob immediately, he's like, I'm so glad you're here. You have to go get her. I didn't know what to do. Like, my dad told us that he was just going to take her to Chicago and mm-hmm. marry her off to some dude and it was going to be fine. Yeah. But we found out later that that is not his plan. Basically, they all went out to the house. She wasn't even going to let them in, but the dad used the mom's discomfort to like yeah. get inside. They attack her. They tie her up. They get her onto the carriage. They force her, her to take the old-timey laudanum. Laudanums, yeah. They open her up. First she spits in his face, but then yeah, she does. makes her take it. They're going to take her to Chicago, and they're going to bribe a judge and a lawyer and stuff. And they're going to uh, put her in the insane asylum. Yeah, they're going to have gonna her declared. Her out. Yeah, they're going to have her declared mentally incompetent and yeah. then do a really unsafe abortion yeah. surgery. Yes. And it's uh, terrible. And so and Rob is like, I've never seen my sister like this. She started throughout this whole thing. She was just spitting fire at them, saying the court's going to come get me. He's going to kill you, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as the dad um, mentioned that they were going to get rid of the baby, she immediately broke down, started begging. She went like almost catatonic. Mm-hmm. And Rob says the phrase, I don't know if she's ever going to be our Anne again. Mm-hmm. And Cord is really worried. They kind of beat her up to get her 
Oh, they super beat her up. Rob's like, you know, I tried, I tried, and Cord's like, yeah, but I'm noticing your dad didn't have to, like, punch you to get to your sister, because I don't see any bruises on your face, so fuck off, Rob. You're the worst. And, like, they gave her laudanum and then carried her to the train. At any point, Rob could have yelled that this was bad. This is a kidnapping. Like, anything. And he didn't do a goddamn thing. Rob could have gone to the sheriff in the time that he was waiting for fucking Cord to get there. Yes. However long that took. Hours. Oof, Rob. So, Cord is like, I can't get a train from our town. I have to ride to Denver, which is like many hours away. I think it's like a 16-hour ride. Yes. It's crazy. So, he gets on his trusty horse keeper. This the, is where, horse okay, that, somewhere yeah. on Instagram, you said that there was animal abuse, and then somebody was like, no, and you're like, it's only the bad guys abusing animals. You guys, <gasps> I forgot about this. Cord fucks up this horse. I mean, it's for reasons, but he fucks up this horse good to get yeah. to Anne. Yeah, I totally forgot about this. He rides Porky. I didn't, but it was like our name, and I didn't want like Heaving Bosoms to reply to Heaving Bosoms to be like, no, you're wrong, because it can't be like oh. Mel said this and Aaron said this, so it's like Heaving Bosoms, it's only the bad guys, and then it would be like Heaving Bosoms again. No, it's not. <laughs> no, you show you totally it's so should weird. Have. They know us. <laughs> I'm like, mm, we're not going to listen to this. <laughs> this isn't a weird podcast. <laughs> yeah, fuck. All right. Well, I'll have to go back on no, Heaving fine. Bosom's just, account. Just, like, it's for reasons, though, but Cord fucks up this horse. Yeah, so he rides Keeper the whole way, the poor thing, because it's through a winter storm. It's through, mm-hmm. like, a, an almost blizzard. Mm-hmm. And he rides him all night to get to Denver. It's like 16 hours. It's really long. And he he can't lift his head by the time they get to Denver. Uh-huh. And he puts him in the stall and he's like, I'm so sorry, Keeper. I'm going to come back for you, but I got to go to Chicago. Yeah. Guess who lives in Denver? Is <gasps> Marie, 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 his Marie. sister. So he takes the, the horse to Marie's house and says, hey, Marie, I know I haven't seen you in years, but I need you to help me out. And she's like, no. And he's like, too bad. Yeah. And so the husband's like, I'll help you out. Like, come back through here on your way back and tell us whatever story this is, because it looks right. like to be a good one. So she goes, right. he goes to Chicago. So he busts up in this mansion. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're mustache twirling. They're uh-huh. signing papers before there's a hearing. It's like terrible. Uh-huh. She's begging every once in a while. Oh, one of the lawyers presents the stupid, awful aunt. Uh, guys, this lawyer writes a memorandum for record that's like, listen, guys, I told you <laughs> not to do this. I'm going to slip this in my drawer so I don't get disbarred. Yeah. Here's here's the thing is like, I'm your lawyer and you said you were going to do a bunch of legal things. And I advise you. Don't do a bunch of illegal things, and you're right. doing them anyway, so here's this memo. Uh-huh. Do, 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 do. We've all wrote them, ladies. Um, <laughs> going to put it in a drawer. So they've got this memo from this lawyer, which is good. Yeah. Anyway. So, Cord, all of a sudden, materializes in the doorway again. Oh, my God. This is cinematic times a thousand. Oh. I want to watch this movie so bad. Me, too. Yeah. Somebody buy the rights to this uh, book. Somebody make this excellent. movie. Ah. Uh. So he shows up. He starts just punching people or something. He's got a rifle. He headbutts somebody, I think. I don't know. He butts somebody in the brain with a rifle, maybe. I don't know. I don't think any of that is true. He goes in with a rifle. And he, so the the judge, I think it's the judge, has all the papers. So first, he gets Anne. So first, he's like, flies across the room to him. And goes to him. He's holding Anne. And 
Leona is like, Cord, it's so good to see you. Yeah. Leona was praying silently that Cord get there and then he walked yeah. in. So yeah. Leona's realized the error of her ways. So right. Anne's behind him. He's backing out of the room with Anne. And then he's like, hey, judge, I want those papers. And the yeah, judge's what's like, up well, under your you're vest? not going to get these papers. And he's like, I'm going to shoot you. And so the yeah. judge's like, here's the papers. Then <laughs> Cord walks up to him with the rifle and like, Puts the rifle under the guy's like vest and like yeah. pushes it up and finds uh, more, papers more papers in his breast pocket and he's like those two give me those two give me them all it was great because he was like Muppet texting kind of because yeah he was like give give just, like, rage, me rage. papers <laughs> yeah. it was great and then he gets all those papers and he gets her they go straight to the train station to Denver and this is Anne's not well. No, he is so worried about her because she is just clinging to him. She won't stop shaking. She won't sleep. She won't eat. She's like a husk of a person. And Mm -hmm. he starts thinking about Rob's warning, being like, oh, my God, I may never get my Anne back. Mm -hmm. That was fine with him. He's like, I will nurse this ghost for the rest of my days. I'll take whatever Anne I can get. Yeah. Uh, So he takes her back to Marie's house. He takes her upstairs to the bathroom, gives her a bath. Oh, at one point, somebody overhears him say that if you don't stay right there, I'm going to hog tie you. And of course, they think the worst. Yeah. But it doesn't God matter. damn it. It's like, I know. Fuck. I know. So they have this talk in the bedroom. Finally, they're laying there together. And she's like, I begged him. Like, I, mm-hmm. I basically prostrated myself in front of him and I begged him to spare the baby. And I don't know how to reconcile that. Mm-hmm. And he says to her, he goes, well, the day we got married. The only reason I agreed to marry you was because they threatened all the animals. But there was no scenario in which I would have begged them for anything. They mm-hmm. would have they could have shot everything in a five mile radius and I would not have begged them. But now, if anybody threatened you or the baby, I would beg for everything. I would beg immediately. Mm-hmm. You are not weak mm-hmm. for begging. Yeah. Like, oh God, I'm crying right now. It's so sweet. And they talk about the three times that he met her growing up. Yeah. And so like the first time he ever met Anne, you guys, Cord has been in love with Anne since he's since been he a child. <laughs> and there was a time, so Cord and Marie went to regular school for a smidge and they were mean to Marie. They were- and they were getting there was super a girl bully. beating up Marie or like being mean to her, but Corey couldn't do anything about it because she was a girl and he knew he wasn't supposed to hit girls. But like yeah. Anne got in there and was like, "Bitch!" and, like, and grabbed her by the pigtails. Yeah, and then Cord was like obsessed with Anne after that. And then another time he ran into her and she dropped all her packages and she fell on the ground and she expected he thought and she fell backwards. Yeah, and, he and was her like, dress came up. Damn, she's hot. Look at those ankles. Uh-huh. And then yeah. um, he expected her to like scream and stuff, but instead she was like, "Oh, blah blah blah, it's fine." And Why don't like, you walk me home? Yeah, and he carried her parcels, but like a few oh. steps behind her. But it was still a scandal. Yeah, I think there was a third time, but I don't remember. Anyway, the it's whole so thing. Sweet. He's been so in love with. And and then Marie's like, I don't know how you rigged this that you got to marry Anne, the girl you've been in love with since we were kids. But like, uh-huh. 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 so basically the next morning she's back to her old self because she reconnected with him and because they supported each other mm-hmm. because, you know, he validated her choices and it was just magical. Mm-hmm. And then... A bunch of other shit happens. Basically, everybody lives happily ever after. Oh, 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 the dad. Oh, sorry. Marie's husband is a lawyer. And he's like, you got papers, question mark? Let me mm-hmm. see papers. 
And uh, basically, they send a telegram down to Chicago way being like, don't press any charges because if so, we will we will get all of you arrested for all the illegal things you were doing. Mm-hmm. The dad won't give it up. Everybody's like, you have to give it up. And so instead, he shoots himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dad is dead. Because they were like, you know, as long as I'm not going to kill. Accord's like, I'm not going to kill him because I'm not, I'm right. not going to explain to my grandbaby why I right. killed his or her grandfather. So and as long as he's alive, we've got to be on the run. We've got to go to like a Dakota. Oof. Yeah. 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 And so that's a it's a real good thing that he murdered yeah himself. so now they get to stay so then they get to and stay they get to keep red the thoroughbred horse that they yeah. love they oh oh she nurses she nurses keep her back to health gives him some sugars she gives him gives him some sugars and some snuggles yeah and he's like he's no oh man she's like he was so confused you you, you rode him to death and then you abandoned him the strange strange yeah place. poor, poor guy you are loved keeper you are loved Gosh. so Man, everything works out, and then it ends with her being super duper duper pregnant, uh-huh. and they go to a Valentine's Day dance where he dances with her in front of everybody. Uh huh. And a lot of people leave the dance floor but the being people scandalized. Who matter don't. Oh, but the people who matter all come out and dance with them in solidarity. Mm-hmm. And then she, I'm sure she has that baby, and it's the most beautiful baby with the most beautiful cheekbones. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Because <laughs> you wanted her, the baby to look like Marie, and Marie is so beautiful. Yeah. Has the most beautiful oh, cheekbones. And there's also some family redemption. Mm-hmm. There's a marshal who comes out because he has not gotten the old-timey memo about the charges being dropped. Oh, yeah. And the Bennets hide Cord, and they're Frank like, and nope. Alphaba. Yeah, Fierro actually holds a gun on the marshal, and he's like, you're not taking my brother. Yeah. And it's a whole thing. And then... um. They have another Christmas together. Uh. But really, it's Valentine's Day and everyone who matters dances. <laughs> <laughs> the end. The end. Um, I love this book so much. I loved it. And honestly, for the first 23 chapters, I was like, oof, this I was is worried. a slog. It, it, it is a slog, but it's yeah. a worthwhile slog. It really and is. It's a slog that makes sense it's not it's not like a slog to the reading experience i mm-hmm. enjoyed reading all of it but i was just like but romance question mark yeah. like did i i don't know but i also like love westerns though. me too yeah yeah and i i grew up watching westerns with my dad and like i don't know it there was a part of it that was very nostalgic to me mm-hmm. for like you know old timey I shouldn't say old timey, but like you know, Clint Eastwood Dr. era, Quinn times. yeah, Doctor Quinn times, and like those sorts of things. I yeah. probably watched True Grit fifty times with my dad growing up. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know. I think nothing for it. Yeah, if you have, if that time period appeals to you, you're gonna like this book. You are, and there's a novella that's all about her friend Rachel. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, does Rachel get an HEA? I think so. I hope oh, so. I, I hope, hope she so. finds Poor somebody Rachel. who dicks are real good. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but also, yeah. Ellen O'Connell, who wrote this book, is like a horse person. She's in a real horse trainer. Life. So all the horse. If you're a horse person and you're worried that it's not going to be accurate, there's a lot of good horse stuff in here, and she yeah. knows her stuff. It seems like yeah. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool, and I really like the writing style. Yeah. It, it felt like a western the whole time. Yeah, that it was, was really just nice. Very good. Very good book. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Erin. Do you have a lady love? Yes. Tell me everything. I'm my lady Did- love is going to be <laughs> the Chris Pine 
Mountain Lodge oh. Yankee Candle. It's been burning this whole time. It's very it's potent. Um, some HBs feel that it is too potent and it smells like concentrated cologne just like poured all over your face. Oh, Allie. <laughs> is that Allie? I couldn't I could yeah. remember who it was. Yeah, Allie said <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, that was a great phrase. <laughs> but others say that it's like being inside the Mountain Lodge of your dreams with Chris mm. Pine. With Chris Evans. I don't... I just... <laughs> the picture on the front is a pine tree, which I feel like is a clue. I don't give a fuck. That you don't have to be a sleuth to, like, find <laughs> it. It's a very big pine tree on the front. That you need... No, it's it's definitely a clue that you need the burliest yet most feminist mountain man you can possibly That's Chris get. Pine. That That's Chris man Pine. That's Chris, Chris Pine. Evans. That's Chris Pine. <laughs> Chris Pine is not burly. I'm sorry, he's not. So there. So just snuggle up with a good romance novel and this candle, or, you know, maybe this isn't the candle for you. Maybe you need a balsam or something like that, but get you a candle Mm. that smells like the man in the novel, because that's a- Chris Evans. Good. (laughs) That's a good- (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's a good thing to do. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. Mine. Okay. I've been having so many face issues this winter. Just, I cannot, I think it's because I'm breastfeeding. I cannot keep moisture in my body. And so my face has been like scaly and awful and I've just been feeling terrible about it. Yes, I am drinking. I I have a 24 ounce bottle in front of you. I am drinking between six and eight of these a day. It's not enough. I don't (laughs) understand that universe. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) that is a metric fuck ton of water. Yes. But I just got a sample that I am in love with, and I've now ordered the day and the night cream because it fixed my face in a day and a half. It was crazy. I wore it overnight. Mm-hmm. I wore the Burt's Bees Intense Hydration with Clary Sage. It smells oh, yeah. amazing. I know it. Oh, Aaron, you've been, ho- you've been holding out on Never me. Never did anything I actually... for me. I need a thick. Oh. I need something then- that like I have to scoop. Out of a this thing. This is this is that. I I have it's to. It's not thick enough for me. Wow, I have to rub it in because it looks like sunscreen. Yeah, I, I I've used but it it's before. Than it that. wasn't enough for me. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, next winter I'll um I'll get at you with what you use because yeah. I think it might be too thick for the summer, but I'm stocking up on it now just so I can you know keep hydrated for the emergency times. Most of what I use on my face is like not for faces; it's for bodies. Honestly. Is it for feet? Okay. I've used things <laughs> those for feet. Are the best. Yeah. Yeah, those are the best. I've also used a lot of salves on my face instead of lotions that are just very, very oily. Right. But it's just, it's necessary. The Arctic wind. It is. It's crazy. Yeah. So that's my lady love. That's a good um, one. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can find us on all of the places. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at heaving underscore bosoms on Gmail. Heaving Bosoms Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Instagram is at Heaving Bosoms. Facebook is Heaving Bosoms Podcast. And then we have the Geriatric Friendship Cult, which is our closed group. And that's where you can find all of the delightful videos yes. that we <laughs> mentioned. And we have a Patreon if you want to hear more banter. Oh, yeah. If you're all about the banter, that's all it is, is just us being like, so what did you do today? We don't know what to talk about on this. That's not true, Aaron. There's it's also funny. stuff that people who don't like banter will like. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we also do some extra, We've stories. done a few extra books. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the Patreon is, is really awesome. I love doing... Oh, oh, there's also a bunch of bonus videos now. Yes. You can hear about some blunders from my life yes. that are just in real time. I posted a video of Michael ranting about the Toy Story franchise in yes. case you were curious about what that looks like. It's brilliant. Yeah. So there's a bunch of shit on there. I will send you stickers. It's great. That is patreon.com slash heaving bosoms. Yep. And... Uh, we adore you. Yes. So much. Yes. Yeah. You know what we don't ever say is we have merch. Oh my God. We also have merch. We never say that we have merch. We have merch and it's like designed by an artist. An HB artist. An independent artist who's an HB. Mm-hmm. And you should go get our merch. It's on Redbubble. It's on Redbubble. The artist's name is Rachel Ross. Um, she is brilliant to work with as far as like commissions and stuff are concerned. She's amazing. The art she did is fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. And it's a bunch of our slogans. There's Bing Boong Bong. There's Herbs, Herbs, Herbs. There's um, different depictions of Aaron and I. Yes. With our differing segments. Yes. Although I haven't done a TMI with Melody in a while. No. I think every, every bit of my banter is just TMI with Melody. Yeah, now, now that has become the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've just <laughs> stopped Bing Boong Bong. The whole podcast has become TMI with it. Melody and Logistics with Aaron. <laughs> Fair. Also, I think this is going to come out the weekend before KissCon in Chicago. Yeah. Should? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just so you guys know, if you're Chicagoans or if you're already planning on going to KissCon and you're not in the uh, geriatric friendship cult, I'm going to be at KissCon just as a... I'm so excited for you. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm going to be at KissCon. So if you guys are also going to KissCon, there's going to be like an HB get together. We're going to do a meetup and stuff. So get on the Facebook group or find me at KissCon. <laughs> yes. And, and we will link up. I will be FaceTiming in hopefully multiple times. Oh, God. Melody, uh, Melody, Melody. All weekend. I'm not going to have a lot of patience for this. I'm sorry. Aaron. It's going to be like when I was in Hawaii and you kept pinging me for a tropical selfie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay, fine. Fine, 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 fine. Melody will be FaceTiming in. Or I'll talk to an HB and get her number and I'll FaceTime with someone <laughs> fucking else. Okay? <laughs> no, don't threaten me. Somebody don't else will love me. God damn it. Don't you know that's my sore spot? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can FaceTime me anytime you want. Sorry. Yeah, I hope you're patient. Well, I just don't want to so. be rude because I'm going to be in all those panels, you know, and I don't want to be like ding dong in my purse, no. you know. No, no, no. But During the I, meetup, I haven't carried a you purse in my entire life. I don't know why I said that ding dong in my purse, and my phone doesn't even <laughs> do a ding dong. What I'm saying is, I don't need my whole shit lighting up because you're like. What's going on? No, not during the day. I mean, specifically in the meetup. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll put yeah. you on a tripod or something. Yeah, I want to hang out with our friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we This has gone off the rails. I'm sorry. That's okay. One hour, 51 minutes and 50 seconds. I... We are just... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you too. Bye, Bye Melody. All right. Bye. Oh, wait, wait. What? Keeping a badass. Oh, uh, <laughs> do we say punch until you can't punch anymore in the last one? No, okay. I don't think so. All right. Go for it. Keeping a badass. And love yourself as much as you love getting to punching. And punch until you can't punch anymore. You just keep punching, punching, punching. As much as you can punch until you're a puddle of Alex Mack. That's the one. Yep. Oh, that much. All right. Now All right. let's say goodbye. Okay. Bye, Aaron.
Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>